have said he has a face for radio and a voice for silent film. And now, here is your host, Ben Gordon. Welcome to the Thanksgiving Day special on the Doc G Show. I I don't know if you fans are aware of this, uh... But it's been a year since our last Thanksgiving Day special. Wait, what? Sounds about right. Exactly one year. What are the odds? Hmm. It's crazy. Oh. We've got another one. We are here on Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Yes! I'm your host, Doc G. With me, Dave Burley, man. Burland. Dave. Yo. How's it going, man? Good, man. Just another uh, victory week for the Jags, so I'm I'm loving it. Just riding high until this weekend. Huh? Yes, sir. Try who, to who make do you play th- this weekend? Hmm. This week we got Arizona, so another uh, return of Blaine Gabbert to the to the field. So hopefully okay. we uh, embarrass them. Okay. And eat some uh, bird on the field as well. What now? Are you planning on going anywhere special for Thanksgiving? No, we're we're staying. Sometimes you know every other year we travel up. Um, to either New Jersey or Pennsylvania, but this year we're uh, sticking down here. Check, so. check, man. So not going anywhere that involves flying. No, That's no, good. never fly. We always drive. Good. I'm not a fan of flying, man. Yeah, we we talked about it. You're not you're not no. big on planes. No. You want to hear my last holiday flying experience? They're always entertaining. Let's go. So okay. true. Well, regardless of what you said, I was going to still say it. But uh, <laughs> it, anyways, so I uh, I was going uh, to the West Coast. Okay. Right? Yeah, going yeah. to the West Coast, and I planned this trip uh, really early in the morning. Wait, what? You know, mm-hmm. I... Why? Because I probably was like saving like thirty dollars to to leave early. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like the seven six a.m. Yeah, flight. exactly. Yeah. It was six thirty was the flight time. Solid. And you know when I was when I was signing up for it, I was like, this is a good idea. Why? I don't know. Cheapest flight. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Because like getting up early in the morning for me is a crisis. Even when it's like seven thirty, I'm like, oh god, I gotta get up. It's gonna be hard. I gotta, I gotta plan other things around it. It's tough. Jeez. You know, I mm-hmm. can't do it. So, anywho, I disregarded all of that when I was planning my flight. Nice. Chose at six thirty. Started off the day really bad because I woke up at four forty-five, and I'm an hour away from the airport. Dang. Nope. So obviously, I'm probably not making it. No, you're a little airport. behind. So I fly out of my apartment complex. I'm moving super fast. I mean, I'm triple digit moving on the highway. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden I look up in my rear view mirror and I see a car gaining on me. And of course, uh, it's a cop. And of course, oh, I didn't realize it was a cop because he didn't have his lights on nope. until he got right behind me and then flipped him off. And it was like, 5.30 in the morning, so. Uh, and then I pull over. I'm half in a stupor, I'm half late, I'm like pulling, trying to find my registration, I'm like, it's somewhere Hold on. here, Hold on. what is that? And as I'm doing that, my bag falls onto a uh, 
thing of body spray mm. and just start spraying everywhere in the car. But I'm so drunk off of morning that I don't realize, and I'm just like, where is it? The registration's oh the somewhere. The and all of a sudden, yeah, when I turn around, I was like, oh, that thing's been going off. And so, like, I lower the window, and this this puff of axe comes out, and he's like, sir, is, is this your car? And I was just like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's my car. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, that's it. And he was like, where were you going? So, do you know what how fast you were going? And I was like, you know, of course. I was like, yeah. no, uh, like uh-uh. speed limit, like five over. And he was like, you're going like 92. And of course, I actually thought I was going faster than that. Yeah, so you're of, you're like score. Yeah, well, it was one of those where <laughs> I was like, all right, just saved a hundred bucks. Exactly. <laughs> he actually, so it ended up he he was really nice because I told him I was going to the airport. He didn't seem to really care about that. I think he was just tired because it was six in the morning. Yep. And so he was just like, I wrote you down for a 77 and a 70. Go Sweet. be safe. And I was like, thanks, sir. <laughs> and drove off. I get to the airport. And I've only literally got like 15 minutes or like 13 minutes till my flight uh, was supposed to take off. So they've already boarded. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so I get up to the actual airline uh, counter and I was like, uh, yeah, I need my ticket for this flight. And they're like, yeah, it's already gone. Oh. And they're like, we mm. put you on another flight. Mm. I was like, okay, another flight it is. Then put me yep. on the other flight. Next one. Yeah. And so they print out the tickets and they're like, oh, on your connecting flight, you'll have to get it uh, from the terminal desk. Wait, what? Oh. I was like, okay, but they'll have it. They'll have a ticket for me, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like ninety percent. They'll have you a ticket. Mm. And I was like, ninety percent. Ah, all right. So like, at I, this point, you were too sleepy still to like. Yeah, think. yeah. And so I get to Atlanta, where the connection is, where all connections in the world ever take place. Mm-hmm. And I get to my terminal for the connection flight, and I go up, and I'm like, hey. I, uh, I'm supposed to get my ticket here. And she's like, oh, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, give it a few minutes, and we should have a ticket for you. Mm. And I was like... Very reassuring. What? All right. And so they start calling people in, right? Yeah. And they're like, oh, people in our gold medallion center (laughs) and now bored. And they all came up thinking they're cooler than everybody else, you know? Fancy business class. Exactly. And so all of them are going through and the whole time I'm just like, do I I have a ticket? Where is my ticket? What is... And so finally I go up there. I was like, hey, hey, you've like called everybody. Where, where's my ticket? And they're mm-hmm. like, ooh, okay, just give me a second. And she, like, calls up somebody, looks over at me, you know, like, this guy's so not getting on the phone. Oh, yeah. I was uh, like, he's oh, screwed. He's screwed. What is going on? And she comes back, she's like, okay, um, yeah, just go ahead and get on the plane. What? No. <laughs> and I was like, hmm, with, without a ticket? And she was like, yeah, you can go ahead and get on. And I was like, where where do I sit? Did you have a beard at this point? No, no, oh, okay, no. I was okay. pretty fairly clean shaven. I wouldn't say okay. I was clean shaven, but I was yeah. I don't know if they would just let they you do that now. They weren't stereotyping me as like some <laughs> crazy terrorist with a beard. No. I so like I I was like, without a ticket? She's like, Yeah, just just uh the, the flight attendant, she'll tell you where to sit. And I was like, 
okay so like i get on the plane and i get on the plane of course i'm the very last person so everyone on the plane is just sitting there looking at me like mm -hmm. we hate you we've been ready to go you are the person that we've been waiting on yep. And so like i like i'm coming towards the flight attendant running down the aisle it's just like um hey uh the lady at the desk told me that i should see you for the ticket and um and before i finish like telling her this she's just like Downstairs. Huh? Downstairs. Like, what? I gotta go with like the luggage and stuff? Oh. Then, what? And I was like, so down, do like, is there a, uh, like a ladder? Or, and she's like, downstairs. And I was just like, is this, like, do they even have like, uh, like a barometer, like an altitude changer down there? Am I gonna die of changing altitudes? What is this? She leans over towards me and she's like, your fly's down. Downstairs, oh. and I was like, "Oh, oh, good, oh, whoops!" And so my fly was down, and I was like, "Oh, sorry." She's like, "Sit over there," and just walks out. Oh, and I was like, "Oh, okay, whoops, there we go. All right, everybody, let's get this show going." So, that's so. That's why everyone was giving you those looks, not because yeah. they were waiting on you to leave, but exactly yeah, because okay. I was the idiot with my fly down, standing in front of everyone downstairs. On the plane. Yep, exactly. There you go. So that was my whole last. Trip. Sweet. I uh, got uh, to look like an idiot in front of everybody on the flight with Check. my fly down. I got a ticket, and I Check. missed my original flight, Check. and the whole trip around sucked. So that's mm -hmm. why I don't like flying. Yep. Oh. Dave, are you ready to fly through this show? Let's do it. Let's fly, baby. Let's fly. Let's fire it up. Here we go. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. Guys, we have got... A special among specials today. We have got the one, the only, Blackberry Smoke. Yes! These guys, I mean, have done it all. Conan, Cobert, Fallon, uh, uh, Leno before he went off the air. I mean... These guys are big time. Uh, save the best for last oh, right oh, yeah. here. Charlie, Charlie Starr is going to be calling in. We've got special tunes from those guys. We're going to play some uh, from not album songs you're going to mm. hear. Yeah, that's right. Not only that, but we've got none other than Claude Lathan. Wait, oh, NBA yeah. analyst stopping by for an NBA quickie. Sweet. Thanksgiving. Stop by, give us a little NBA stuffing. Yeah, a little Thanksgiving stuffing, NBA stuffing. That's I like right. it. I like this it. is more special than your Aunt Debbie's pumpkin pie. What? Ooh. It's more special than your cousin Ricky. What? All right. <laughs> this is the Doc... G show Thanksgiving Day special. Boom! Let's get it. Birthday suit time. Here we go. Here we go. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Alright, day before Thanksgiving. Who do we have on the birthday suit? Um I think you should be able to get this one, Dave. Hmm. Okay. I'm gonna say you should be able to get this one. Okay. okay. Alright. Born November 22nd, 1984, Manhattan. New York, New York. Hmm. Her family wasn't too wealthy. Okay. Our birthday suit wearer spent a lot of time with her grandmother. Okay. Mm -hmm. Dorothy Sloan as a child. Mm -hmm. She was a, uh, her grandmother was a bookkeeper and a school teacher. Mm -hmm. She spent so much time with uh, her grandmother that our birthday suit wearer considered her her best friend. Oh. Oh, so sweet. Yeah. Love at, you, Grandma. At a young age, she enrolled at the Lee Strasberg Theater Institute and began auditioning for commercials. 
But soon lost interest, saying that she didn't want to promote Wonder Bread or whatever. Girl, come on! What? What's wrong? Too good for Wonder Bread? Doesn't like Wonder Bread. Whatever. Jeez. She made her film debut in the fantasy comedy North in 1994, but her big break uh, came in the movie The Horse Whisperer in 1998, uh, directed by uh, Robert Redford. Mm-hmm. He said in an interview that she uh, was 13 going on 30 at the time. Hmm. Don't let that distract you. She's not in that movie. Blam. Uh She went on to play in Matchpoint, The Black Dahlia, The Prestige, Iron Man 2 as Black Widow. That's a fact. And uh. as Black Widow in the movie Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Name that birthday suit wear. Scarlett Johansson. That's it. Bam. Yes. Nicely done. There we I go. thought you could get it. I thought you could do it, man. Yeah, that was a good warm up. Yeah. Married to Ryan Reynolds for three years. Yeah, they're not together anymore, right? I mean, really, though, for Ryan Reynolds, Scarlett Johansson, and Blake Lively? Girl, come on. Lucky man. Too many pretty ladies for one dude. I don't yeah. care how attractive he is, and he is attractive. He's, that's a fact. I don't care how entertaining and amusing he is, and he is entertaining and amusing. That's a fact. That's yeah. too much for one dude. Not mm-hmm. even fair. Nope. Yep. Right? Well, he couldn't handle it either, apparently, so. Apparently not. Um, she's hosted Saturday Night Live five times. That's it. She's in the Five Times yep. Club. Uh, you know who's also in that club? Mm, Tom nice. Hanks. Sweet. He's on his ninth time, just saying. He's apparently really nice. Oh, yeah. Yes! If I could get Tom Hanks on this show, mm-hmm. my God. <laughs> Say what? My God. First of all, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> nope. Sorry, guys. I know what you were thinking. You were li- Listeners were like, Tom oh, Hanks oh, is coming in. Oh, that's the segue. That's special. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not coming in. I'm sorry. We are segueing into the Thanksgiving Day countdown, though. What? What's that? Well, we're going to count down the top ten side dishes for Thanksgiving. Nice. That's right, Dave. Now we're talking my language. That's right. Uh, so we've got... From MrFood.com. Oh, yeah. Our Super only legit. source for food. Huh? Always. Things. Number one. Right? First one. Right? So now, just like weddings, I'm here to ruin Thanksgiving because I'm not really a huge fan of Thanksgiving food. I'll go really? ahead and say that. Tomorrow night, me and my brother will be eating Cajun at a beachside restaurant. But still, it's fine. Mm. It's fine. We're going to celebrate Thanksgiving with you listeners. All right? Yeah. Okay, the way so, it should be done. Amen. Ten side dishes mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving. Number ten. This one I don't know if it's really number ten. Okay. Bacon Brussels sprouts. <sighs> I've had it before. Yeah? Um, I'm a big Brussels sprout. So that's sprout. an actual thing. You, you like Brussels sprouts. Love Brussels sprouts. So you like dirt. Mm. <laughs> That's yeah. gross. That's yeah. Those things taste like but dirt. It's not, dirt. A, it's not an every year thing. I wouldn't say it's like a traditional. Oh, okay. One. Well, then I guess it deserves its 10 ranking. That's. It, That's, it, it barely be. made the list. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you put bacon on anything. It's, it's a little better. It's going to make it better. Yeah. I, could, I, could, I could suffer through some Brussels sprouts with bacon. Uh, number nine, mm-hmm. this one was a bit confusing for me mm-hmm. because. Um, Usually, I think of rolls mm. for uh, Thanksgiving, but old-fashioned buttermilk biscuits. Do yeah. you have biscuits with Thanksgiving? Never. I mean, even in the South. Oh, yeah. You know, we, yeah uh, I mean, you know, cornbread. I, I feel like know. in the bread department, rolls. Roll. Take Definitely precedent. dinner rolls, or even like King's Hawaiian rolls. There oh. you go. That's usually oh. I feel like a more Christmassy thing with ham too. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. But biscuits? Nope. I mean, I got no problem with biscuits. No. But 
I don't I don't see him being number no, five, no. nine. But I'm not gonna question no. Mr. If, Food. If you bring com. if you bring biscuits, you're not gonna be like. <gasps> yeah. yeah. I'm gonna eat them. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah. number eight. Mm-hmm. Creamy corn. Not just regular corn. Cream of corn. Creamy yeah. corn. Yeah. I could pass on that. Now, Girl, they're on. recommending for your creamy corn that you garnish it. Hmm. Sprinkle, sprinkle with some bacon bits. Uh, of course. So. Make it a little better. That'll do the trick. Yeah. I like that concept. Oh, you don't like corn? Here's yeah. some corn with bacon. Here's on some cob. bacon, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't like corn on the cob? Just wrap it with some <laughs> sticks of bacon. There you go. That's all right. That's a fact. I don't. I, creamy corn. Yeah. Eh, yeah. I could do without it. Seven. This one was. Uh, the, uh, seven and six are the ones that really got me. Mm-hmm. Seven. Mashed. Mashed. Butternut squash. Wait, what? Mm-mm. Nope. You ever ride that train, Dave? No, the you know, mashed butternut squash no, train. I like butternut squash, but I just think when you think of Thanksgiving, you have a big plate with a lot of things on it, and no. that's just one that doesn't make the cut no. on the plate. No, not really. That would not like you can only fit like five things on your plate, anyways. Right. And that's not gonna make my cut. Mm-mm. Especially just like maybe some like maybe some cut up squash on yeah, the yeah. side. Yeah, yeah. But not mashed. Mm-mm. I'm gonna save that for something else. Yep. Okay. Now six is the weirdest. This was the one that I just I squash I, is pretty weird. I, I don't get this, this one. This one's weird. Yeah. You got you you've heard of the blooming onion, right? From oh. from uh, from, from Outback. Outback, right? Yeah. Have you ever heard of a cauliflower blossom? Uh, is that just the whole cauliflower? Yeah, yeah. So it's a cauliflower, and they're they're saying just fry that sucker. Mm. And oh. uh, I wish they could see my face. <laughs> And then, di- well, and then dip it in butter, you know. Uh, so I mean, let's be honest. Cauliflower. Right. When I get when I get the uh, when I get the uh, cut up vegetables, you know, mm-hmm. and I've got the like broccoli the, the and the vegetable carrots. medley. Yeah, I'm mm. cool with the broccoli and carrots. The cauliflower, though, yeah. I'm like, what are you? Yeah. You look like a fungus. Yeah. You taste like a foot. Yeah. You're gross. <laughs> Like I mean, I'll eat them because I'm a trash disposal and I'll eat anything. But yeah. still, it's I, just I'm guessing if you butter on it, you're eating fried butter is what yeah, you're eating. I can do that. Yeah, sure, but you're not gonna take space on my plate with that. Exactly. Nope. Exactly. So number five, these are the classics. This is where we start in the classic side dishes. I'm gonna let you guess. What do you think number five is? Give me a classic mashed side potatoes. Dish. It's on the list, but it's not number five. Mac and cheese. Uh, not on the list, surprisingly. Um, that's cranberry kind of a, sauce. Oh yeah, number five. That's definitely on there. Yeah. Do, you, do you, does that make your plate? My very tiny. Yeah. I I do it just to make mom happy. Okay. Mom loves it. Yeah. Now, does she do the really sweet or really tangy cranberry sauce? Uh, tangy. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm more of a sweet guy. Yeah. Me too. But, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever floats your boat. Number four. This is another standard. What do you think it is? Uh, like a green bean casserole. Uh, That's on the list, not number four. Um, stuffing stuffing another, can't another be number casserole. four. Another uh, casserole. What other casserole you got? Mush- we got Sweet like a- potato casserole. Oh, yeah, okay. I didn't know if that was a traditional thing. Okay. I mentioned it one more t- uh, one time before on the show, but if you want sweet, delicious 
uh, sweet potato casserole, you head over to Miss Mary Max in Atlanta. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you, you love that place. They'll yeah. cook you up Woo-hoo. some sweet potato casserole. You m- may get diabetes. Oh, yeah. That's how my mom's is. But it may also be worth what? it. It's in the pan. It's half casserole, half marshmallow, marshmallow goodness. Yeah, like yep. sugar crust on yep. the top. Mm-hmm. And you see into the future when you eat it. Oh, Very yeah. true. Uh, future is filled I can't wait for that tomorrow. H-A-1-C values. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. You've mentioned it already. Green bean casserole. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, this is a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. It's got to be there. Yep. I mean, I'm not a huge fan. I like the fried onion strings. Yeah, that's top, that's what makes it. I mean, you got the little creamy, you know, the green beans are kind of amp, but the fried onions. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, the French is fried it, it kind of mixes good it. with everything. Of course, it's just yeah. a stew that you can sort of yep. swirl around. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, you mentioned it, mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. Of course, yep. staple, got to have it there. And number one, stuffing. Yep. Number mm-hmm. one, stuffing. Now, Dave, what's the difference between stuffing mm-hmm. and dressing? Hmm. Dressing. That's right. Now, apparently, I'll just go ahead and let you know. Uh huh. There's no difference. Really? Uh, Who the, calls well, it dressing? Well, the the difference is stuffing it up a bird and uh, just making it in the on pot. the side. Yeah. Okay, we do it in the bird. Yeah, you do the real deal. That stuffing. Yeah. But if you, you just go ahead and make mix it up after you kill that turkey, you embarrass it what? by shoving some things up its <laughs> its carcass. Jeez. That's right. Now traditional stuffing uses bread, onion, celery, mm-hmm. salt, pepper, that kind of deal. But you can get con- crazy kinds of stuff. You can get eggs in there, seafood, bacon, Ooh, of course. That sounds good. Yeah, crazy stuff. You had that in there? Or that's, that's just what me. Mr. Food says. There, yeah, there's uh, there's other things you can get. Oh, I would love that's some seafood, the, bacon stuff. Yeah, that was Ooh. that was on my side trail when I got sidetracked when I was coming up with uh, the outline for today's show. Was uh, I started looking at all the, <laughs> the history stuffing of stuffing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's our countdown, guys. Hopefully, you have at least five yeah. of the side dishes. I suggest. I suggest the cauliflower blossom. Just sounds great. Try that send thing us, up. Send us, tag us in some pictures with yeah. the cauliflower blossom and the uh, exactly. the butternut squash. Yes, the <laughs> two staples, number six and seven on the list. Right now, though, we are moving on. Stop faking the funk. Are you ready, Dave? I'm ready. Here we go. Let's do it. First headline: mm-hmm. Michael Bolton to release a holiday song featuring the bagpipes as primary instrument Hmm. or New Zealand man pulled over for playing the bagpipes while driving Hmm. which one is the real headline which one's the fake one the real one is New Zealand guy driving with bagpipes you nailed it man you were so much better than Justin at this. So much better. Yes! I thought I could get you with Michael. No, Justin. Justin might have gotten me. He may have like if he were here, which he probably would have pulled you down. Yeah, he'd been like, no, let's one. go with this one. I'm like, ah, yeah, okay. He, I've noticed he's done that a couple times. Yeah, la- last time he got yeah. me. Yeah. Well, police in New Zealand pulled over a man that was playing the bagpipes while driving. What the heck? Wow. The active cop on the case, Bryce Johnson, said uh, the driver didn't have their hands on the wheel, obviously, (laughs) and he was clearly playing the instrument while driving the car. His fingers were going a million miles per hour, he said. Now, the driver denied it, 
actually. Yeah! He said... I wasn't playing those bagpipes. He said, hey, I wasn't playing the real instrument. I was playing the air bagpipes, okay? Uh, That makes it a lot better, yeah. However, Johnson, the cop on the case, clearly Mm -hmm. saw the instrument in his hands, he said. Uh, Johnson said, we are concerned with the amount of drivers using uh, mobile phones normally. But neither of these things are a good idea. Or safe. Nope. <laughs> Just keep that in mind. Mobile phones and bagpipes. Keep the bagpipes in the trunk. They can be both distracting. Wham. All right, guys. We're going to hear our first song. The very first one from our very special guest, Blackberry Smoke. This time around, we're going to hear the special acoustic edition of their song, One Horse Town. Mm. It's a jam. Keep it locked on the Doc G Show. Thanksgiving Day special. And we are back on the Thanksgiving Day special. Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Check out the podcast because, of course, millions of people will be for the Thanksgiving Sweet. Day special. Well, when they hear Blackberry Smokes on it. Exactly. It's going to be a mad rush yep. to download it and stream it That's all day long. Everywhere. To all of their family, everyone. They're going to be like, Ma, Pa. We're going to go viral. We're going to be the next big cousin, thing. Cousin Ricky. Huh? Cousin Ricky. Special Cousin Ricky. Um, So, let's move on. Birthday suit. Here we go. Number two. Number two. This one, I don't know if you're going to get it. Oh. To be honest. That's okay. This isn't your strong suit. That's okay. Okay. Born November 22nd, mm-hmm. 1958. Ooh. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. In Santa Monica, California. 59. She went to Beverly Hills High School. She attended University of Pacific in Stockton, California. She was planning on majoring in social work, but then dropped out to pursue acting. That's a fact. Her first role was in Halloween in 1978. Good movie. Okay. Then she also played in 1983's Trading Places. In 1994, she played in True Lies with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Anything this generation. In, t- <laughs> in 2003, she played in Disney's Freaky Friday with Lindsay Lohan. Okay. The, she played her mom. Okay, okay. Although I know her best for her commercials for Activia Yogurt. Name that birthday suit where? Oh, um... I'll give you the initials. J-L-C. Okay, I know Jamie. Yeah. Jamie Lee. Yep. Jamie Lee Curtis. Boom! Curtis! Jamie Lee Curtis. Pulling a little teeth, but we got there, man. Yeah. Big role in Halloween. I haven't heard that name in a while. That's right. But she loves Activity Yogurt. She loves being regular. She she loves yogurt. She hasn't done anything in that long. Hey, no need to to come down on her. She's a, um, like, I can see her fate. Like, I... 
She's being a social yeah. activist and 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 a philanthropist. Getting these back days. to her, you know, roots yeah, exactly. of social work. Going okay. back on the social work. Uh, fun fact about Jamie Lee Curtis: she's a huge fan of World of Warcraft. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's random. <laughs> that's the reaction. Ooh. Yikes. Ooh. Thought we were going to be like, she's in Africa helping the elephants. No. Nope. nope. Just just nerding it up. Just playing dev- Shades Just drawn. playing WoW. Just uh, three monitors. Exactly. Looking like Cartman. Looking like you. No, <laughs> letting what? Her beard, letting her beard grow. Oh, come on. Get, oh, I hope she doesn't have a beard. Anyways, happy birthday to Jamie Lee Curtis. Happy birthday, Jamie Lee Curtis. We are moving on to why would you review that? In the spirit of Thanksgiving, you know what we're going to review? Plymouth Rock. Ooh, the historic site where the pilgrims landed. There we go. Well, now, the interesting thing about that is what you find out is we actually have no idea where the pilgrims actually did land. Oh, so it wasn't that specific. Well, uh, Plymouth Rock isn't mentioned anywhere at all in writing until 1741. Nope. 120 years after the pilgrims landed. Uh, and that's when a 94-year-old dude named Elder Thomas... That's a fact. Uh, he claimed it was the spot where the Mayflower landed, and he wanted to go see it before the town built a uh, wharf on top of it, like, you know, a dock on top of it. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, he was 94 when he said this in 19 or in 1741. That's basically like being 170 in today's time. Like 94 what? in 1741. He may not even have known where he was when he yeah, said Yeah, no. And then and then you know, if you nobody really fact-checked him when he said this. He was just like that's where they landed and everybody's just like, oh, oh the old dude said yeah. it happened. He was probably there. He's Of he's course. Old. Well, you know, I mean, he was he was born 27 years after, after yeah. That happened. But they, they didn't. They probably weren't good at the math then. You and know. he <laughs> he told he told everybody that his father had told him that was the rock, that was the uh, spot. But his dad came on a ship three years after the Mayflower. So where did his dad hear that from? Yeah. Anywho, they tried to move the rock in 1774 mm-hmm. because they were talking about how special it was. They mm-hmm. broke it in half. Oh. Um, yeah. And so uh, then they moved half of it to the town square, left half of it there. Uh, and it wasn't until 1880 that somebody was like, hey, you know what? We should probably stamp 1660 in the side of this. So they just carved 1660 in the side of the rock. Make, make it look real. Yeah, and so now you have a whole little ceremonial area that also mm. includes a uh, statue of uh, Massasoit, uh, the Indian. Yeah. Um, he was the leader like the of all guy. the Indian tribes surrounding the Plymouth colony. Mm-hmm. According to English sources, he prevented the failure of the Plymouth colony. Uh, Massasoit uh, saves the whole colony, and how do they repay the rest of the Native Americans? By giving them smallpox. Um, so, bottom line, Plymouth Rock, somewhere around maybe possibly where the pilgrims landed. Give or take a couple of miles. Uh, so, you got a rock. Uh, that's got 1620 stamped on the side of it. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Exciting. Why do you need to review that? But of course... You have to. Someone's got to. People did. And yep. here they are. We've got Wes Baker reviewing it, giving mm-hmm. it a one star. Mm-hmm. And here's what Wes says. Um, no Mayflower ship. Word. Currently. Uh. So, uh, no stars. Mm. Well, Wes, I hate to inform you, but that ship's been gone for about 400 years, give or take three. So, mm. um, yeah. 
It's going to be did, hard he, to... He definitely didn't do his research. I, I don't think so. I, I don't think Wes did. But he wants to see a ship, nonetheless. So they, if they could put make that a model. in there. Yeah. yeah. Well, they got, they've got they got a remake of it, but apparently maybe that wasn't there either when he was there. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, we'll never know. Yeah. Dick, none of your business, <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, has a one-star rating as well. He says, no information slash signs at the site. Means this is just a rock with a year stamped on it. Jeez. Pathetical. And yes, he did use the word pathetical. A word, but a dumb one. Uh, I thought he made it up. No, pathetical is a word. Uh, And then he says, pathetical, really, for what it is, such an important sight. Actually, uh, you, you described exactly what it is. Uh, rock with a year stamped on it. Yep. You, you got it, Dick. None of your what, business. What does he want a museum built around uh, it? Apparently, he he does. Um, Dave King. Oh, this is probably a real good one. This is this is a uh, real good. He mm-hmm. took it up a notch. The most overrated landmark in the world. Ooh! Exclamation point. Not even just America, the whole world. Yeah. What? Actually, Dave, Huffington Post uh, recently released their 25 most overrated places on earth. (laughs) Plymouth Rock didn't even make the list. Oh, do your research, Dave. The only rock that made the list, the Blarney Stone in Ireland. Hmm. I don't know. Do you know the Blarney Stone? I do not. It sounds overrated, though. According to uh, legend, the Blarney Stone, if you kiss it, you're blessed with the gift of gab. Sweet. Gift you're, you're, of gab. Yeah, you're you able to talk. talk? Yeah. You're able to talk your arse off. That's a fact. That's oh. what you can do if you kiss that rock. We don't really need that. No, we're we've already got it. Nope. Yeah, we've already got it. Some uh so Michael Hendricks. Hmm. He said just a rock in the sand. Wait, what? History suggests it's unlikely to be related to the pilgrims. So the historic significance is questionable. Go see Plymouth Plantation instead. Whoa, Michael. What are you doing bringing history into this evaluation? That's my job, man. He he needs to watch it. You're ruining my take (laughs) on this rock. Yeah! All right, last one. Here's from Chris Lux. Chris Lux is going to sum it up. Are you ready? Yep. Quote, I'm a history buff. Sweet. Comma. And this site is so lame. Lame. Period. The mausoleum's nice, but the rock, it's more like a pebble, comma. No lie, exclamation point. What do you want? See Plymouth Cliff? Yeah. Chris, I don't think any history buff could have summed it up better. Nope. So lame. Am I right? So So lame. American history, lame. That is Plymouth Rock in a nutshell. Thanks for summing it up, guys. We are going to move on. Let's get... Claude Lathan on the line. Ooh. Let's go ahead and do that for talk a little some, talk. Some hoop talk. A little NBA action. Yeah. All right. We had to do it for the Thanksgiving Day special. We had to bust him out. We had to give Lee Ellis something to be thankful for. Word. It's none other than Claude. Fly till I die. Lathan. Claude, how's it going, man? Going great, man. Flying in for all the turkeys out there. Everybody's about to enjoy. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a good time, man. <laughs> we're, we're ready. It's going to be a good time. Now, I understand we've got some extra listeners because it's Thanksgiving Day special that may not be basketball aficionados. Nope. So let me just That's tell them. Here. Let me just tell them straight off. 
Um, uh, basketball is a round orange object, and you put it through a metal cylinder to score points. That's the way to start it off. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's to Thank let you, Dr. Do- Dr. Yeah. James Naismith. Yes, exactly. <laughs> there is a two-pointer, there is a three-pointer, and for fouls, uno. Uno points. Yep. Uh, okay. So, we're going to do as we normally do. We're going to take it around the horn, back and forth, from Claude to Dave. I'm going to give you questions. Obviously, Dave gets the difficult ones. I'm ready, though. Claude, (laughs) you get the softballs, and we're going to just go back and forth. 30-second answers. Are you ready? Let's do this. Okay, first one. Hmm. Claude, what is up with the Celtics? Why are they so good right now? Where did that come from? Hmm. All right, so after the Gordon Hayward injury, I was sitting here thinking, you know, the team can morale, uh, they can really pick up where he left off and and kind of get that camaraderie going for Mm -hmm. the injury. The first six, seven wins of the season, I'd say maybe that was, you know, in a row of the season, I I figured maybe that was the reason why. But I think they have a really, really great crop of young players that are mature for their age, and Danny Ainge has to get all the credit here for – for making these picks in the draft the last couple of years. They've really done a great job, and I think it's what pretty evident. What about Brad Stevens? Kyrie. Brad Stevens is terrific, man, but I do need to say I think it's pretty evident who won the Kyrie Irving trade at this point. Mm. So far, yeah. Celtics. Yeah. So far, Celtics. Uh, Dave. Definitely. Lonzo Ball got his hair cut. Yeah. Say what? Is he going to be a better player? Yeah, you know, I think the hair was affecting his shot, mm-hmm. you know, with the weight and everything like mm-hmm. that, so he cut it off. Nice. Everything's going to balance out. You're going to start seeing that percentage go up. So true. God, look at the precision of the answer. (laughs) So true. Claude, people are asking whether Boston is for real. That's what they've been doing. But I want to ask, on the Western Conference side, sitting at the top, are the Houston Rockets for real? Hmm. The Houston Rockets are for real, and you can base their success this season off of last season because they had James Harden at point guard. Uh, Chris Paul goes out the beginning of this year uh, to start with. James moves back to the point guard spot. It starts, I mean, pretty much picks picks up from where he left off Mm -hmm. minus that last playoff game against San Antonio. But he, they are for real. And I'll tell you, I think that it, it did them dividends not to get Carmelo Anthony in the trade everybody really wanted. Mm-hmm. Because it's almost like looking at Cleveland and seeing that sometimes too many cooks in the kitchen aren't necessarily a good thing. And with the Rockets team, they just have a bunch of lethal three-point shooters. And Ryan Anderson, even though he's on a bus contract, I mean, that works out terrific for their squad. There it is. All right, Dave. Yeah. Every time Kyrie decides to take on or off his mask, should the arena play future mask off? Oh, every time he goes on the bench, hype yeah. up. Yeah, hype up the non-starters, you know. I mean, he's kind of the leader for the team. Yeah. So put that on. The young kids that they have on the floor just going to start getting hype. And, I like you it. Know, that point differential definitely increase. Yep. Bonus. Bonus. <laughs> Good answer, Dave. Claude, Minnesota sitting at number three. In the Western Conference right now, what's what's oh, making, yeah. what's making them so good, man? Hey, the additions that they made—they're buying in the Tibbs system. I said earlier, uh, you know, many many shows ago that they would be many the most moons. exciting team. Many moons ago, <laughs> they would be the most exciting team to watch, or one of them this upcoming season. And they have been—they—they're off to the best, uh, tied to the best start in franchise. Uh, history at 10 and 5 at the end of the week um, they they really are the additions that they've made man it's it's about non-selfishness it's about bringing 
a group of guys together who, if they can put their egos past them, you know, they don't care if they're an all-star, a Jimmy Butler-type player. I mean, it's perfect, and they're sacrificing for one another, and you see it in the results. There it is. Mm -hmm. Dave, who do you think Michael Jordan cheers for when the Hornets play Oklahoma City Thunder? Because Westbrook Mm -hmm. has the biggest total endorsement of any contract with the Jordan brand company, but Mm -hmm. he obviously owns the Hornets. Yeah, I think, uh, well, you got Westbrook and Carmelo. So I think, you know, both of them, when they Jordan do. Jordan Brand. Yeah, you know. Yes. Yeah, the the Hornets, they just have a bunch of scrubs. I mean, they have, <laughs> they have Kemba, you know, they have Kemba and, and Batum. But, like, everyone wants to see Westbrook and mm-hmm. Melo do well. So if they do well, Jordan Brand you will be just fine money. with the Hornets. Yeah. Thinking. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So he goes for OKC. He goes yeah. ahead and doesn't yeah. worry about his actual team. Hey, that was a good question. Got it. Okay, so Claude, right now, twenty games into the season, uh, do the two conferences look as uneven as everybody said they would be? Hmm. I think it's still early. It's an eighty-two game season. We're not a quarter of the way through yet, or we're we're right out a quarter of the way mm-hmm. uh, for most teams. I I think that um, it'll end up. You have more star powers if you're talking about individual players. You have more star power in the Western Conference, and that's a given. You look at the paper and the players that made the All-Star team just last year in the Eastern Conference but have already switched to the West. I mean, the Western Conference has the individual players hands down, but the Eastern Conference, I, they're playing very uh, team-savvy basketball, I mm-hmm. must say, and, and uh, I don't know if that'll last the, the whole year. I think that eventually once some of these teams, like the Clippers, for instance, uh, Kaledovich and um, Patrick Beverly has been out for a while. That's your two, your starting and backup point guard. I mean, you're stretching the bench there. So you've got two superstars and DJ and, and Blake Griffin. They need, uh, you know, the rest of the team to succeed. So I think once some of those teams get their players back, they might uh, do a little bit better. But, you know, it's early. Big props to the East. Got it. Got it. Okay. Uh, Dave, mm-hmm. do you think it'd be a good idea for Lance Stevenson to grow his beard out to James Harden links. Hmm. <laughs> um, you know, it couldn't hurt. He, I feel like that kind of gives James a little special power. And Lance can use a little help offensively. I mean, he gets in people's head. He's a good defender. Would it impede his blowing power <laughs> into people's ears? Oh, yeah, but you know, the the, the mustache hairs. It. Yeah, I was about to say, as okay. long as he keeps it nice. Born ready. James does a great job. He with, does. Yeah. He's got a real good trim around the mouth always, area. Always. I don't. I always get hairs in my mouth when I'm eating. Ew. Gross. Anywho, uh, Claude, <laughs> will the Cavs end up? in the top two teams in the East by the end of the season? Oh, man. Uh, you know, it's going to take them a little bit to gel when they get the uh, Derrick Rose back and, and Isaiah as well. Um, I think that they just have so many cooks in that kitchen, mm-hmm. and I don't know if they'll get a top two seed. I, I'm, they're definitely probably going to come out of the East, but LeBron's always said you get him into the playoffs, one through eight seed, you, you've got the best chance of your team coming out because he's on it. And, and yeah. I can't disagree, and I think that since 2010, uh, it, that's, it's, there's pl- plenty of proof showing that he's uh, accurate with that statement. So I, I don't know if they'll be a top two seed. I'm going to say they finish with a two seed. Um, but, you know, LeBron hasn't been the number one seed the majority of his finals runs in the last couple of years. So nope. uh, let's go with number two, but you never know. Okay, all right. Dave, pop quiz. I haven't uh, done one yet. Here we go. Uh, Who's the leading team uh-huh. in the Northwest Division of the Western Conference right now? Wait, what? 
Uh, Raptors. Huh? Wow, that's the East Coast, man. <laughs> you were in the wrong conference. Oh, well, it was Northwestern North Division West. of the Western Conference. Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota. That was out of Denver, Minnesota, OKC, Portland Trailblazers, Utah Jazz. I mean, dang. nobody ever uses divisions. That's no, I why. didn't. I had Northwest. I was just like, uh, Canada. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's somewhere up there, right? All right, Claude. What's more surprising? How average right now the Oklahoma City Thunder seem seemingly are doing, or how well the Rockets are doing? Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna have to say uh, how well the Rockets are doing, and that's just because. They lost so many pieces from last year's team in that CP3 trade, and uh, CP3's also been out, so it's like they lost a, a part of their team and didn't get any, anything back major in return to start the season. They're still doing really well. I expected there to be growing pains with the Oklahoma City Thunder. When you get three superstars on a team, uh, I mean, it's going to take a while to gel, and you look back at all the great teams that have been put together – um, I mean, the first year the Heatles were together, the, the Lakers, when they got uh, Gary Payton and Carl Malone, they struggled. I mean, you name some of these super teams and they've struggled. So when the Thunder figure it out, they'll be fine. But I'm definitely more surprised with the Rockets start. Nice, nice. Now, Dave, hmm. since Russell Westbrook sponsors Mountain Dew, mm-hmm. do you yeah. think he actually drinks it? Yeah, just like, um, you know, Marshawn Lynch and Skittles. Yeah. I could definitely see. Because Westbrook has so much energy on the court. He's a dew drinker. For, yeah, for yeah. four quarters. He does it start pregame, you know. Yeah. Halftime, definitely. And then he has the water boys bring him Mountain Dew. Nice. Yep. So unlike alkaline water for the uh, for the claw for Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, he's. You've yeah. got a, you got an unmarked bottle with some yeah. dew in it. Sweet. Russ's secret stuff. Nice. Yeah. Russ sauce. I like it. (laughs) All right. Claude, I'm going to name some teams here, and all you're going to do is you're going to say playoffs or nope. Nope or playoffs. All right. And we're going to just name teams here Cavaliers. Playoffs. Of course. 76ers. Playoffs. Ooh. Milwaukee Bucks. Playoffs. Oh. New York Knicks. Nah, man. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, playoff. New Orleans Pelicans. No. Oh. Nah, man. Oh. No staying power for the Twin Towers and uh, and Rondo, huh? They're, they're just not deep enough. I hate it because I really oh. want to see them do well. Yeah. Mm. Oklahoma City Thunder. Playoff. Los Angeles Lakers. Definitely a no. Oh, oh man. You heard <laughs> Sorry, it. Sorry, LeVar. I was about to say, you heard it, LeVar. Uh, <laughs> did everybody get that down? That was uh, that was some picks there that Claude gave you yeah, for betting. Go make go, some money. Go make some money. What? Dave. Yes, sir. Let's say the art of shaving is looking for a new spokesman mm-hmm. for facial hair. Mm-hmm. They've got a facial hair grooming kit. Mm-hmm. And they want to sell that. Now, I'm going to throw out James Harden yeah, yeah. out of this race because that's too obvious. Mm-hmm. He's a hands-down winner. Yeah. But let's say we need a new spokesman. Yeah. Out of these choices, who are you going to cho- uh, choose? Nikola Miritic? Hmm. Steven Adams with the porn stash? Yeah. Huh? Enos Canner with the Super Mario stash? Mm-hmm. Huh? 
Or Clay Thompson with the finely manicured goatee. Nah, I, I, I like Steven Adams the most. <laughs> okay. Uh, he, he looks like you, so I think that'd sell well. He's a, he's, he's a manly man. Yeah. He's, Get that man on Game of Thrones. I mean, he's <laughs> right. only... I mean, he looks like well, me. Guest, just guest appearance. Just a foot, foot taller. taller. Yeah. That's it. Just a <laughs> slight foot higher. Claude, who's the better rookie? Dennis Smith Jr., Kyle Kuzma... Ben Simmons, Lonzo Ball, or Jason Tatum? Right now, as it stands uh, right now. Hmm. You know, I said that Dennis Smith Jr. would win rookie of the now year. Now he still can. But We're just saying yeah, right look, now. I, I'm, gonna, I'm, not, I'm not one to go against my picks by any means. So I'm going to stick with my pick because I'm a man of my word, but I'm going to say the best rookie right now is your redshirt rookie with Ben Simmons. Oh, yeah. He's been balling. He's, he's, he's almost up there with a triple-double. Dave. Yes. Pop quiz. Oh man. With special <laughs> which special guest on the Doc G show is a huge fan of the Philadelphia 76ers and actually has met Allen Iverson several times. The last time was at a strip club in Philadelphia. Hmm. Oh, is it the guy with the funny name? Uh guy with the funny name. The Arabic. Nope. No. Not Ahmed Barucha. That's uh, who you were thinking. Not yeah. him. No. Nope. Um G Love, uh, G Love from G Love and the Special Sauce, October twenty fifth show, man. I thought. He Do was... your research. Dang. Come on, know your show. You're better than that. Uh, Check it out, and all listeners out there that haven't checked it out, it's great. It's G Love and the Special Sauce. He loves the 76ers, and I think he's gonna get to see him in the playoffs, like Claude said. Anywho, just to th- sum things up, Claude, is Golden State still winning the title? Hmm. Ah, yes, they are. Okay. And it's, it's pretty evident by how the beginning of the season's gone. They started off, I think, like two and three, and then they've just turned it around since then. And I love how they're picking little things from other teams to make themselves seem better, like, or, or you know, to motivate themselves, uh, like the 76ers. They didn't want uh, to lose that game, KD said, because, you know, Joel would end up trash talking on Twitter. So, I mean, find your little things. But they're, 47 they're the points in the third quarter. Ridiculous. <laughs> Matt, Say what? Hey, the, the 76ers had 47 in the first. Exactly. So, I mean, but, you know, crazy. thirds later in the game. So. That's a fact. NBA, <laughs> 2017 NBA. Claude, I want to thank you for being on the show, man. Hey, always great to be here. I, um, I appreciate it, man. Thanks have for a, having me. Have a special Thanksgiving tomorrow. Yes! Yes. Uh, same to you and Dave and to all the viewers out there. Enjoy those turkeys and, uh, you know, eat up. There we Thanks, go. Buddy. All right, keep in mind, guys, coming up, Blackberry Smoke, right now we're going to hear a fantastic acoustic version of their single, Ain't Much Left of Me, off of the Whippoorwill album, except it's the acoustic version. Keep it locked here on the Doc G Show. was a sight to see Yeah, well, there ain't much left of me Oh, yeah And we are back here on the Thanksgiving Day Special Claude Lathan, Blackberry Smoke, can you ask for more? No, you can't. The answer is no, you can't. Nah. Nope. We're cooking. We're cooking hot That's, right now. Yeah. Say what? Cooking hot in this kitchen 
full of stuffing right up in that bird. Ew. Mm. Are you ready, Dave, for some rip from the headlines? Yeah, we're about to rip it. And now the news. Let's get these headlines. Now, this is going to be a little bit quicker than usual, but we're going to get some headlines here. First off. We got to. Dave, what do you think of when you think of Navy aircrafts? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, that new drawing in the sky that they did this week. Wait, what? There it is. <laughs> there it is. Now, I generally think of Top Gun. Yes! That's okay. typically what I think of when I think of uh, Navy aircrafts. That's that's a fair, I think, probably top five answer. I think Maverick, I think Goose. I think Iceman and Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently folks in Omak, Washington are now going to think male genitalia. Mm. So folks in Omak <laughs> were looking up in the sky last week into an area of restricted airspace supposed to only be used by the Naval Air Station at Whidbey Island. Oh, it was used all right. And they caught a, <laughs> they caught a look of what looked like Male genitalia drawn out of the contrails of exhaust Girl, come on. from a plane. It's pretty impressive. Wow. Bunch of people called in on this one. They called the Navy out. They were like, hey, Navy, what's the deal? They were calling and they were like, this is gross. <laughs> My kids are looking. <laughs> what's going on? They're asking why this looks like shapes. Odd. Uh, the Navy released a statement saying the Navy holds its air crew to the highest standards. And we find absolutely this uh, this stunt absolutely unacceptable, of zero training value, <laughs> and we are holding the crew accountable. Come on, Navy! Yeah! No training value? That, are you serious? That, those were precise movements. Exactly. There's some sort of training value in being able to control a plane <laughs> that well on that large of a scale. That's impressive. Yeah. Because I can tell you right now, if you were to tell me to draw that out in a car, I wouldn't get it right. Nope. There's no way. Mm-mm. It'd come out looking, you know, like a big squiggly lot. Who, who knows what it looked like? <laughs> it wouldn't look like that. No, I can tell you work that of much. Art. Oh. Yep. The Federal Aviation Administration said it's not going to uh, investigate the incident mm. as it does not appear uh, the act posed any safety risk. Uh, the, F- the FAA representative said the agency cannot police morality, end quote. Whoa. Oh. Federal aviation. Get off your high horse, Morality. All right? Yeah, morality. <laughs> oh, really ruin people's days with their contrail drawings. Anywho, this uh, headline brought me uh, to back to another headline that happened a while ago. This actually happened a month ago, but it, it, it okay. made me think of it because uh, it's along the same lines. Did so, you hear about your uh, airline company, Air Berlin? Oh, I did not. Yeah, so Air Berlin is now a bankrupt. It's a debunked air uh, airline. Uh. Um, but last month, two pilots were taking their last flight. Mm-hmm. They had the very last flight on Air Berlin. Okay. And they wanted to make it memorable, yes! you know? For everyone involved. Yeah, they were like, how are we going to put our mark on this? And they literally said they wanted to put their mark on it. Word. So they marked the sky? So, no, they didn't <laughs> mark the sky like the guys in the Navy. Uh, they were on an Airbus A330. 
and they were returning uh, to Germany from Miami with uh, 200 passengers on board. And uh, they were supposed to make a a standard landing, Mm -hmm. as planes typically do. Um, But this time, they decided to take a book straight out of Top Gun's page, right out of their script. And they decided... They were going to buzz a control tower. Say what? So that's what they did. Negative Ghost Rider, the pattern is full. Mav, I don't think this is a good idea. They buzzed right beside that tower in a giant jet. Jeez, idiots. Now, obviously, this this caused some uh, commotion among the uh, people in the tower. Yeah, for sure. But what I never found, I read like four different articles about this. Mm. I want to know if they let the, the passengers know before they did this. Because I would be scared... Crapless. Yeah, no, they, if I was a passenger and that happened, I don't think I would ever fly again for anything. No. If that well, were the case, and you don't even like flying to begin no, with, so you, that would definitely give you another reason. All of a sudden, reason. you just turn around. And, ah, we're gonna hit the tower. <laughs> we're all going down. Oh, they were just—they were making their mark. Jeez. Oh, okay. There's, okay, well, that's. Yeah. That was That's one of the things where the pilot said we're gonna do it. Didn't tell the flight attendants. Exactly. Didn't tell anybody. They just looked at no. each other. Yeah. And then just went for it. Yep. And that was bad, Send it. man. Well, speaking of modes of transportation, let's talk about driving. Woo-hoo. Dave, would you, uh, what would you do if you uh, didn't have a license plate? Hmm. Well, legally, you shouldn't be driving. Right. Nope. But, you, hey, people do a lot of things they shouldn't do, so you just drive until you get caught. Okay. Word. That's your that's your outlook. Yep. It's not the outlook of the fella in Hop, Hopkinton, Massachusetts. Hmm. In Hopkinton, uh, he felt that he needed a license plate. Oh, so he took someone else's? But he didn't feel like he needed to get a real one. He oh. felt like he would just make a license plate out of the backside of a pizza box. Uh, cut out uh, sort of the shape mm-hmm. of a license plate and uh, write some numbers on there yeah. with a magic marker. Sweet. That would be... L7-430. That would be good, right? Don't Just some fake there. numbers yep. and call it a day. Here's the shocker. The police knew it was fake. Wait, what? What? No way. He didn't even bother writing out Massachusetts oh, on this on the- license plate. He just put mass at the top. Matt, have you ever seen a license plate that abbreviates? Mass? Nope. No. You uh, could tell this guy was a genius. He and he had to know he was gonna get caught though, yeah. because mm-hmm. he was he was he did this in a Buick Century. Girl, come on! You can't fly under the radar no. in a Buick Century. Well, you know, nope. it's a Buick. They may have not you, known it was a Buick. You can't fly. I mean, that's like pulling the same stunt in a Rolls-Royce Phantom yes. or a Ferrari 488 GT. I mean, somebody's going to notice. They're going to see you driving this dirty. This is a Buick Century. <laughs> it turns heads. Wow. It's the greatest car ever, and you've got a license plate made out of cardboard. Come on. Girl, come on. Get with it. Dave, it's been a little while since I've done one of these. It's time for it? a drug story. Oh, yeah, we haven't done drugs in a while. Haven't Wait, done a, haven't done a drug story in a while. We we haven't done drugs either, period. No. We haven't done a drug story in a while. Both. Yep. Police in Springfield, Oregon busted a group 
with over $1 million worth of marijuana. Dang, that's a lot of pot. That's a pretty good amount. Tipster informed the police that the owner of Curon's Custom Taxidermy was growing marijuana plants and shipping the plants across the country. They got a search warrant, went into the shop, found 148 pounds of marijuana Goodness. being shipped in fake rocks. Say what? Impressive. Now, I know what you're thinking, and I was thinking the same thing when I read this story. Oregon, marijuana's legal in Oregon. Yeah, what boy! What was he getting caught for? But apparently like he was shipping s- it, it to states that are illegal yeah. marijuana states. So it's illegal to ship it, obviously, to those states. Like Florida. Exactly. Yep. So uh, he got busted for that, which sweet, I was like, sweet. really? Nice slap. Well, I, I mean, guess when it's a million dollars worth, yeah, you don't just get a slap on the wrist. Yeah. Just sell it in your own state, bro. Yeah. You could have made a million and you, you been could, fine. You, I mean, you probably wouldn't have been able to make as much. Yeah. You still made a lot. Mm-hmm. Come on, don't get too greedy. Or just legalize it in every state. Whichever. Anyways, guys, it's time for the big event. Woohoo! The big event is here. Are you ready? We are going to bring out none other than Charlie Starr of Blackberry Smoke. It's time. Bring out the big guns, baby. To see what his Thanksgiving is going to be all about. Let's bring him out. Stick with us. This is 95.5 Spinnaker Radio. WSKRLPFM, UNF Jacksonville. Welcome back to the Doc G Show, everybody. Our next guest has performed on Jay Leno. He's performed on Conan. He's performed on Stephen Colbert. And now, obviously, saving the best for last. He's on the Doc G Show. It's none other than Charlie Starr from Blackberry Smoke. Charlie, how you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you? Oh, man, I'm hanging in there. It's getting Thanksgiving time, man. Speaking of that, you've got up an on it. awesome show coming up this Friday that's been sold out for I don't know how long. You've got a show at the Tabernacle in Atlanta. That's going to be an awesome show, man. Uh, you know, we, we look forward to that show every year. Uh, I want to say this is the fourth or fifth year that we've done it, and it's our holiday homecoming, so to speak. And it is a big time, that's for sure. That's awesome, man. So it is sort of a, a Thanksgiving special, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, we try to pull out all the stops and bring out all the, you know, all the uh, bells and whistles and naked women and all that stuff that everybody loves. <laughs> what? No, not not really. <laughs> Very nice, man. So I, I think uh, a, a percentage of the proceeds go to the, the Children's Hospital of Atlanta as well? Well, that's what we do with... Um, we do a, a VIP meet and greet mm-hmm. um, during during the year. And uh, the majority of those proceeds go to Children's Hospital, uh, Children's Health Care, um, Cancer Research, you know. Um, uh, people that need help, you know. And um, that, that cause is near and dear to our hearts because our drummer... Britt Turner, his daughter Lana, is a cancer survivor. And those people from those organizations were just incredible with her when they and with that family when they went through that ordeal. So um, I can't think of a better way to try to help than that way. 
Definitely. Definitely, man. That's awesome. Yes! Uh, other than the show, do you have anything planned for Thanksgiving? Uh, just being at home with family. You know, we spent so much time away. It's just really great to take a break for the holidays and enjoy our children and lives and, and, uh, and families, you know. Definitely, man. You guys, speaking of that, you guys do do a ridiculous amount of shows per year. And with all those venues, do you ever pull the spinal tap move of like looking up in the middle of the show and going, oh, where the hell am I again? I, I completely forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that will happen. I mean, you have to be careful. I don't want to scream out how you do in Cincinnati and in detroit you know yeah man (laughs) i mean you guys got 200 shows a year it's it's got to be tough to to keep up with now you yeah i've seen many 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 uh artists that will have a little piece of poster board on the way to the stage that says you are in cleveland (laughs) (laughs) a good a good cue for not to screwing up that's that makes it a little bit easier Mm -hmm. Have you not played in any venues that you really wanted to play in yet? Uh, well, that list gets shorter and shorter with each year. Um, I think that uh, uh, we've been fortunate, you know, to, to have played so many places that are just dream venues yeah. for us when or were, you know, when we were younger. And, uh, played Madison Square Garden with Zach Brown and, and the Hollywood Bowl and... Um, it's always been a, uh, a dream to play the Fox in Atlanta, and, and we did that with um, the tribute to Leonard Skinner a couple of years ago, and so that was a big deal. Um, everybody wants to play the Fox, you know, if you're from Atlanta. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's just there, there are so many incredible places around this country, around the world, really. Oh yeah, um, we played the round. We played the Roundhouse in London mm. last year, which was um, huge for us. So that's a big place. It's a very, it's a, a really historic venue as well. So, Got I don't it. know, man. I, I, I quit keeping the list. <laughs> you, you've marked off all the ones that you were thinking of, at least. Definitely not all, but I, it's a. Uh, it's hard to keep up with things like that. It's a whirlwind. Definitely, definitely. Now, uh, speaking of you know uh, things that you love to do, I've seen in several interviews uh, that you are a fan of working on cars. Your dad was a, a body and paint guy at a Chevrolet dealership. Um, with that being said, what's your favorite car, brand, model, and year? And do you own it? Uh, my favorite was, would, it's hard to pick a favorite, really, you know, but I really love a, a 67 Chevelle. Mm. Um, and I did have one when I was a teenager. And, uh, and then when I got married, my, my wife at the time decided that we didn't need that car. <laughs> um, and so I sold it. And, but that was definitely my, my favorite car. You ever, ever think owned. about getting it back? Hmm. I don't know where it is, but I'm, I'll get another one one of these days when I when I have a if, if I had any time to drive it. You know, we don't we don't spend a whole lot of time driving. But <clears throat> Britt's really in the the drummer. He's really in the cars too, more so than me. And he's got a '67 Camaro and a '59 Biscayne and a and a '72 Chevy pickup. And he's he's always got something coming and going. Very nice, man. Now, super important question. I got to throw this out there. Uh, what kind of facial hair are you sporting these days? Hmm. Uh, not much. I've got sideburns. I got them trimmed. 
Okay, because uh, sometimes to, your sideburns have... get pretty crazy. They get pretty out there. Yeah, I kept them. I kept them really long for a long time. I don't know. Uh, not for not really for any reason. Then I cut them off, and, and uh, I just I got sick of them, you know. And I cut them off, and a lot of people got mad. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, well, okay, man, it's just hair, but yeah. whatever. Yeah, you know but that's that's why anyway. I, that's why I've got the beard is that I just keep forgetting to shave basically, and then you know. Yeah, well, I grew a full beard for a while and uh, just got lazy, you know, and and, uh, and it was wintertime and I grew the beard out and, and everybody was like, Chris Robinson, what? What's up, Chris Robinson? And I thought, well, Jesus, I, I can't grow a beard without being Chris Robinson. Good grief. Nope. Now, I love Chris, but he didn't invent the beard, so stop it. <laughs> Uh, I got you, man. Well, speaking of something a little bit more along the lines of what you do, let's talk a little music. Uh, earlier in the show, we heard your song uh, One Horse Town. as one of my favorite songs off of the Whipper uh, Will album. You wrote that song with Travis Meadows and uh, Jerry Spillman. Uh, yeah. You've worked on several songs with Travis. Don't I have, yeah. With him. Well, I met him years ago in Nashville. Um, I was working with a publisher uh, that he was working with. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was the only time I've ever spent in Nashville writing, you know, just writing songs. It was a little brief window of time. And it was it was fun, but it was not something I could really get into just being like a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, because I kind of want to write when I'm inspired not not just when when somebody says hey you should do it you know yeah. what I mean so I'm not I'm not cut out for that kind of work but that being said with Travis I found uh, a really good partner mm-hmm. um, and he came he started he would come to visit and he would hang out with me and my family at my house I would do the same with him and and we, so we started writing pretty regularly together. Mm-hmm. I think we just click, you know. Some people you click with, some people you don't. But um, we kind of finish each, each other's sentences, kind of thing. And uh, so now every cycle that I start writing songs for a record, um, I will always keep a couple of ideas in the back of my mind that I want to call Travis about. Very nice. And it, it normally it will be something. It normally the idea will normally dictate if I come up with an idea, a, a rough idea of something. It'll usually scream, "Oh man, I need to call Travis on this one. This is something we could really, really uh, work out together well." I think, mm-hmm. and and that's the way it is. Nice. And um, he's always willing. You know, he's I, I send him a a text message and got like I'm, you know, I got an idea, and he's like, "Let's do it." So we do it long distance. Now, now on your newest album, uh, "Like an Arrow," uh, you have a song with Travis on that as well. Correct. Yeah, there are a couple of them, I think. Um, Running Through Time is one, and The Good Life mm-hmm. is one. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, the, the whole album in general, phenomenal album, Waiting on the Thunder, The Good Life, Running Through Time, Sunrise in Texas, they're all great songs. I love all the songs. I hear Britt did the artwork. Yeah, he does every record. He's uh, he's the uh, the art director. He's <laughs> uh, a graphic designer Fair by enough. trade. And uh, it's really cool. He designs all of our merch Very as well. Nice. He's got a really good, really good head on his shoulders about that kind of thing. It's good to keep that kind of thing in house too. Uh, you know, 
Definitely makes it a little bit easier when you just got to turn around to your drummer and say, hey, do this really quick for us. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, draw me a skull. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, put fire in it. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my favorite, without a doubt, on the album uh, is Waiting on the Thunder. Uh, but let's talk about Free on a Wing because you've got none other than the late godfather of Southern Rock on the song, Greg Almond. Uh, tell me how yeah. the idea of that iconic rock song came out, and then how the idea came up that hey, let's let's call up Greg Almond and get him to be on it. Well, um, I wrote that song with our piano player Brandon Steele, mm-hmm. and it's it was uh, it seemed to me that when, when we recorded it, it was unmistakably a Macon, Georgia kind of sounding song, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and so. Here we were listening back to it, and you know, selfishly, I thought, man, wouldn't it be cool if we could get Greg to sing on this? Because we had just done a few shows with him and been spending a little time with him, and and um, he had gone through, you know, a lot of health problems, but he seemed like he was doing better as well, um, feeling better, and, and he was sounding better than ever. And so then it was just basically like working up the nerve to ask, um, because he could have said no, no, yeah. not interested, and that would that that would suck. So, um, so we asked him, and he said, uh, "Let me hear the song." Mm-hmm. So we sent it, and he said, "Okay, I'll do it." So that was great. Man, and, um, that, that's got to be and, an and intimidating looking, moment, uh, sending your song totally to, and, to Craig Hallman. But you know what? And and he was he was really gracious uh, with his time, and he was just a great guy, you know. And, and he came in and did it uh, in an afternoon, and uh, and then I didn't know until later until after he passed that he was extremely ill at that time mm. and he knew he was dying mm. um but he and so that was really touching to me that he took some time out of his life to come and spend with us you know yeah. and um he didn't have knowing that he was not long for this world he didn't have to do that and, uh, that really touches my heart that's that's amazing that you got to do that song and that he he lent his time to do that song before he passed away. It's a it's a great yeah. song. Yeah, and every night when we perform it, uh, we we dedicate it to Greg every night because it's just a touching thing. And every night when I get to his part, it's it's emotional. I hear him, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear him in my brain. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway. God bless Greg. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Speaking of other uh, Southern rock royalty, uh, you brought him up before. Uh, your band was named by uh, Chris Robinson of the Black Crows. Uh, you had a similar yeah. beard to him uh, earlier. But have you ever thought about collaborating with uh, with Chris before? Hmm. Uh, yeah, he's he's actually come up and, and sang with us a couple times over mm-hmm. the years. And, um, and we, had, we had some shows in Florida scheduled for just a few months ago, mm-hmm. and they got canceled due to the hurricane. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, it was coming down to the wire like we were going to be heading down to do the shows. I think it was three or four shows. And there was this huge exodus of people leaving the state of Florida. <laughs> and, um, and so the promoter, when it came right down to it, I mean, nobody knew exactly where it was going to strike. Yeah. But it was basically, you know, the governor had declared a state of emergency. So at that point, the promoter was like, you know what? Most everybody is leaving. 
the state of Florida. So let's move these shows. So we did. So we pulled the plug. I don't think the weather got as bad the first night as people thought it would. And so that's a bummer. Mm -hmm. But we had a bunch of people get angry. You know, it's just like, come on, man. We're trying to look out for not only ourselves and our families, but for you too. You know, we're not trying to make you stay in the path of a hurricane to come watch us play some songs. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, so it, but then it worked out. Um, we couldn't get it rescheduled, to, uh, both bands, our band and Chris Robinson Brotherhood. So mm. perhaps we will revisit that next year. Nice. But unfortunately, everybody got their money back, and it was that's another thing. It's like people get online and complain, and I'm like, you got your, you didn't, you got your money back. You didn't lose anything. You're even. You know, what What's your problem? Yeah. yeah, people get so angry. You know, it's like you guys suck. I hate Florida. You know, all that kind of stuff. I'm like. No, we don't. We, we love Florida, but whatever. Well, I mean, speaking of Florida, media. It's, yeah. it's a benefit and a negative at the same time, definitely. But speaking of Florida, I see you guys are making it back down to our neck of the woods in Jacksonville. You're coming back on March the 1st at Florida Theater. Yeah. So you will be back down in the area. And now... For the record, we don't hate Florida. <laughs> nope. Oh. <laughs> uh, we know you don't. We know there's no way you guys could dislike Jacksonville. It's too great of a city. Exactly. Now, I want you to marinate on this question for a second. Uh, don't answer right off. I know Britt is great on the drums, obviously. I don't know if you know this. I've been known to rock out on the drums as well. That's a fact. So when you guys come through oh. Jacksonville, what if I back Britt up? Not even on a full drum set, just maybe a cowbell or a tambourine. It could be a great percussive ensemble, me and Brett. I'm just saying. Just, yeah, th just think you about have to it. Take that up with him. That's, that's his <laughs> domain back there. I stay out of that. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're looking to boost ticket sales in Jacksonville, I know if right. you let me play the cowbell, you'll get at least two extra tickets sold if my parents are in town. That's a fact. That's all I'm saying. I'm just... into it. That sounds great. <laughs> now, uh, back to Like an Arrow, uh, you guys self-produced that album, correct? Yes. Nice, nice. Now, the album before that, Holding All the Roses, that was produced by Brandon O'Brien, uh, who actually, yes. he uh, has done a couple of my favorite albums as far as producing, uh, Stone Temple Pilots Core, uh, specifically. Yep. But uh, what was the, the main reason you decided to go back with uh, self-producing on Like an Arrow? Well, it was a timing thing. Um, we actually wanted to make another album with Brendan, and he was busy. Mm -hmm. um, and we had mm, like three weeks off that we were looking at, and I had written a bunch of songs, and we were rehearsing them, and they sounded just right. And so this and the studio where we had worked on the last album was free or open or available. Mm-hmm. So we just kind of took a chance. It was like, you know what? Let's just go start recording. And if it sounds good, we're, we'll do it. And if it doesn't, we'll stop. Mm -hmm. And we'll call up another producer. Or we'll wait for Brendan or whatever. You know. Mm -hmm. And it just worked out. And, uh, and so that was it. Very nice. Very nice. But so the, the, the table's yeah. still open for Brandon on, on future uh, albums. Yeah, man. I love him. He's great. And uh, he's, you know, he's a legend. Yeah. So he's always busy. <laughs> um, but always sure we'll, working. Sure, man. we'll collaborate at some point again. Yeah. Now, you guys, uh, you and Paul, you have really great harmonies on your songs. Um, 
I know you've got a pretty good background in bluegrass and folk music. Uh, would you say that's where you sort of derived those harmonies in your songs from the, the sort of the folk yeah, background? Yeah, it comes from that, from hillbilly music and from gospel music, most definitely. Mm-hmm. A very, very good sounding harmonies on all the songs. I love it. Uh, speaking of bluegrass, oh, I noticed you guys cover... Uh, I've seen you guys cover a couple times Man of Constant Sorrow before, uh, and you you gave it sort of like a a Chuck Berry-type feel, almost. Uh, Have you ever thought about recording that that song on an album? No, because, I mean, definitely not that one because of the Oh Brother, Where Art Thou Mm -hmm. record. You know, that would be kind of, that would be a little bit too much. But but we did record uh, another bluegrass song, Freeborn Man, Mm -hmm. in a similar fashion on our first album. And another bluegrass song called Memphis Special. That that is actually a bonus track on our first album. Mm -hmm. And it, it actually starts with a, the beginning of it is a bluegrass band. Uh, it's us playing it, playing it bluegrass style, and then it kicks in. But I mean, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Keep mm-hmm. it, keeping it fun. Definitely. All right, I've got one last question for you, Charlie. Considering you went okay. on the Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and you just you just played and didn't have an interview, we could technically say that your interview experience on the Doc G Show was better than the Stephen Colbert show, right? We could say that? Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess so. But I, I like Stephen Colbert, and he was cool. And, yeah. Uh, it was cool to us. It looked and, uh, like a, a fantastic fans, show, man. It was, and a bunch of our fans got mad, and you know the, the uh, people who lean really hard to the right were like, screw that guy, he hates America. You know, <laughs> what? And I'm like, hey, man, we're trying to sell records. We're trying to, let, we're trying to get as many people as possible to hear our music, so shut up. <laughs> he, he loves music, <laughs> though, so that's the main thing. Yeah, man, we, we're not in this to preach politics. We're playing songs. I hear you, man. Well, Charlie, I want to thank you for being on our Thanksgiving special show, man. Yeah, thank you, man. It's been a great time. For more information on their shows, check out their website at blackberrysmoke.com. Right now, we're going to hear Waiting on the Thunder by Blackberry Smoke. Keep it locked here on the Doc G Show. Giving. Say what? Gosh, Charlie Star, can you believe it? Yeah, he's a freaking What man. a star Baller. on our show. Yes! I mean, yeah, I'm going to say it, and I'm so impressed with him. I'm I'm happy that it was him and not Tom Hanks. What? Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, I'll, I'll put him one, Tom Hanks two. Tom, yeah. don't get upset. If you yeah. come to the show, I'll put you back over him. I'm yeah. just saying. Don't get too jealous, but anyways, come on over Check them out, man. They're going to be all over the country. They never stop touring, as I said in the interview. They tour non-stop. Those guys are everywhere. Fantastic song, too. One of my favorite songs there, Waiting on the Thunder, man. That is such an awesome jam off of an awesome album. Got to perform with Greg Amon. Had Greg Amon on their album before Greg passed away. Touching moment that Charlie was talking about. That was fantastic, man. Can't believe that we got him on the show. Fantastic. Wow. Great. Check him out, guys. Right now, we're going to move on to one of my favorite subjects, though. One of my favorite new segments, Hot Takes of History. 
Thanksgiving edition. Bam. That's right. Are you ready for some hot takes? Yes, Karen. Here we go. These hot takes. Hot, Hot takes of history. Ben Franklin. You've heard of that guy, right? Yeah, Dave? Well, once or twice. Yeah, Word. that dude's pretty fam, uh, pretty famous. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben was a big fan of turkey. Did you know that? I did not know that. He was such a big fan. Yeah. He wanted turkeys to be our official country's bird. Um. In a letter to his daughter, he said that he didn't want the eagle to be the national bird because it had quote bad moral character. Yeah. Unquote. The turkey, on the other hand, Great. much more respectable bird, he said. That's right. I mean, he's a famous guy, but I'm disagreeing with him on that one. What? That's not what Ben says. I know. Turkey's a respectable bird. Gobble, gobble. HTH! Hot takes of history. Here we go. Guys, typically you eat your Thanksgiving dinner with a fork, correct? Correct. Okay, well, at the first Thanksgiving... There most likely were no forks. Yeah, probably just hands. Forks weren't introduced to the pilgrims until the mid-17th century. That's right. And they didn't become a popular utensil in America mm-hmm. until the 18th century. Mm. So no forks. Spoon and knife. Wait, what? You just really? spooned it. Fork, the knife did on two. I don't even know how you, yeah, you, how you worked the mm. two together, but there was a knife and there was a spoon. That's all you got. Huh. That's it. So if I'll you, try that. If you I'll want to be a tomorrow. real Thanksgiving dinner, try it out Make tomorrow. Make the whole family do it yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, just tell them. Throw That'll your be, fork away. We're doing this real Thanksgiving style. Yeah. HTH. Hot takes of history. Here we go. Guys, I know we say U.S. of A. is the greatest country a lot. Am I right? Mm-hmm. But did you know that uh, Thanksgiving was a national holiday in Canada 43 years before it was what? a national holiday Say what? in America. Uh, I don't believe you. That's right. It's true. Now, that's a national holiday. Of course, we, we had the, the, first the, the first deal well before in 1621. Yeah. Um, also, fun fact. Native Americans celebrate a national day of mourning on Thanksgiving Day since 1970. Yes! Makes sense. Fair enough. Yeah. They, they yeah. deserve to. If you if you want to be a part of the parade of national mourning, it happens in Plymouth. They march on Plymouth every Thanksgiving. Dang, that's kind of that's depressing. Right. Don't let it depress you, dude. These are HTHs. HTH! Hot takes of history. Green bean casserole. You remember when we were talking about it before? What a side dish, am I right? Yeah, top five. In the top five, yes. But it took a long time to catch on, this this green bean casserole. It was invented, though, by the Campbell Soup Company. Say Mm. what? Yeah. That's why it's so good. That's right. A little over 50 years ago, uh, they were looking for a way to sell some cream of mushroom soup. Hmm. So they made the recipe, and they started putting it out there, and people started making it. Good marketing strategy. Now there. they sell about $20 million worth every <laughs> Thanksgiving. Talk about some solution sales racketeering there going on over at Campbell's. Whoever did that needed a promotion. I'm sure they got one. Yeah. HTH, here we go. Hot takes of history. Most historians agree 
that there was a day of thanks in pilgrim life in 1621. But it took a long time to catch on as well. Jeez. And when George Washington talked about how great the holiday was Mm -hmm. and giving thanks back in 1789, you want to know what Thomas Jefferson said? Hmm. Nah. It's the most ridiculous idea ever conceived. What? That's right. Quote, most ridiculous idea Who's wrong now, TJ? That's one of the founding fathers. Yeah, he, you could be wrong and still be a founding father. Say what? That's true. That's a fact. There you go. Guys, HTH. Hot Takes of History. Thanksgiving Day edition. That's what happened. Yes! Guys, it has been a fantastic Thanksgiving special. Has it not, Dave? Dude, this so was one true. for the ages. It man. is. Justin missed out. You know what? I'm going to say it's been the best Thanksgiving Day special since last year. So true. Yeah, I'll I'll agree with you on that one. Yeah, Yeah. I think so. Mm -hmm. I think it is. Um, But it doesn't end here. No. Just to let you listeners know. Make sure you join us next week because we've got none other than uh, than rapper Fat Tony with us. Yeah. That's going to be lit. Fat Tony from Houston. Millions of Spotify uh, streams. This guy... We're going to have an awesome time, me and Fat Tony. I can't wait for this interview. It's going to be good. Um, Say what? But until then, you know, we got to wrap up the Thanksgiving Day special. Yeah. That's it. It's, we got to go. We got to go celebrate. It's sad, but we got to throw in the towel, guys. I've been your host, Doc G. With me has been none other than Dave Burley Man Berlin. The most interesting man in the world. Thank you for having me, sir. Oh, it has been a pleasure. Until next time, guys. Zip it up and zip it out.